Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Another episode of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. That's where you'll find me mostly, hanging out in the nitty-gritty of the social medias. At Hootball Gaming is where you'll find the show and the rest of the crew. Got to talk about the rest of the crew right here because our guy Blake, at Blake LaWatch, going for seven straight winners on our free play rotisserie board. The guy's just nuts. Today is free play. He's rolling with Cincinnati's money line at home, Great America Ballpark. I'm going to be backing my boy. I think y'all should as well. That's just the free content. Make sure to go over to hoop-ball.com to check out the premium side. a month or 33 cents a day, which is less than a latte, even if you drink the expensive stuff, you're going to be able to get picks and plays and professional handicapping from 10 different individuals. We've got Aaron Bruski, who went on that 60% post-All-Star break heater. We've got the vice president, the podfather himself, Dan Bespris, making NBA plays for us. We got Mr. Miracle Vince, Miracle making plays. Joseph Campisi takes care of our golf stuff. Then you've got yours truly, me, the high-volume better that's going to get down on just about any baseball, basketball, or college sports play. And then you got Troy and Blake and Riley. Riley takes care of all of our props. So make sure to check that out. Along with the uh, access to us, you get Discord server chats. You've got personalized opportunities to get in touch with us and to pick our brains on a daily minutely basis i don't think minutely is a word but i just went ahead and used it don't forget the two promo codes for our wonderful sponsors i do drop a promo read in the middle of the show and i don't want to harp on this too too much because we got a very special guest today and a wonderful show laid out but Manscaped and MyBookie.ag, we wouldn't be possible without them. First, MyBookie.ag, that promo code is just going to be HoopBall, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Manscaped.com, HoopBall2020, HoopBall20. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get 20% off. The wonderful thing about that is new products just came out. The lawnmower 4.0. I got one. You need to get one. It makes the whole lawn business and hedge trimming a whole lot easier. Built-in LED light is something I never knew I needed on a razor, but boy, I tell you, it comes in handy. So use those promo codes. Check out our sponsors. Make sure to check out the website. Get inundated here with HoopBall. Become a part of the family, a part of the Discord and discourse, if you will. Make sure to listen up and listen often. Appreciate the new listeners today. Always love having new folks in, new faces, new smiles, new things to learn. It's an enjoyable experience as we grow this family. So without further ado, getting all the business transactional news and all that good stuff out of the way at the top, I'm going to preface who I'm going to have on the show today without spilling the whole can of beans because that's going to be said person's job. I'm excited because this is a... This is an individual who works with an entity that both collectively operate on a sense of uh, collimating just wonderful content. Been doing it for a while. Seems as though they're one of the best staples within, you know, the sports betting market and the industries. I'm fortunate today 
to have one of their top hosts and one of their biggest, uh, most best personalities on the show today. He's all over the place, and I'm not even sure how he made time to come on today. But I'm going to be joined, and I'm very excited. I'm going to be joined by Danny Burke, at Danny Burke, and that's an E, you know, like Trey Burke. Danny Burke 5, at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. Make sure to check him out. He's located in Chicago. Go Cubbies. And uh, like I said, he's a host for VSIN Live, the Rush Hour Network, Monday through Friday, 6, 7 p.m. Central, uh, Central Standard. Bet on Chicago for WLS, which down here in Oklahoma, WLS is the sports animal. It's one of my most just fond radio networks uh, growing up, Danny. Still love WLS as an adult. And uh, how cool is it that you you uh, you bet on Chicago on WLS AM eight ninety there? Uh, welcome to today in sports betting, Danny. I'm glad that you could join us. Absolutely, I appreciate you having me on. It's an honor, and I'm excited to uh, you know kind of get familiar with the show, and uh, hopefully we get some winners out there and some valuable information. Because of course, from our side and our perspective, that's the whole goal here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just excited to gain some insight whenever I have guests and hosts on it's usually people that I look forward to or look up to. I always look forward to all my guests, <laughs> but I, I look up to the work that, you know, said individuals curate or put out there and you're, you're no other, uh, you know, you're right along in there with the great curators that I've had on the show. And, you know, just to touch briefly on V Sin. Um, you know, you've also got the props and logs on Fox 32 news going for you there too. I mean, like I said, you are all over the place and you spend a lot of time with VSIN there. Um, you know, I, I, we talked a little off camera, but seems like that VSIN and Hootball has kind of got this growing and more familiar, familiarizing relationship developing here. Um, and it's exciting for me. Because like I said, v some of the earliest stuff I remember as far as getting into handicapping. And so where did, uh, where did Danny Burke find himself aligned with v Now I noticed, you know, we talked about it. You're in Illinois. v is out in Vegas. So how did this all transpire for you, boss? So basically it's quite the journey, but, uh, the long story short, I guess you could say is, yeah, so obviously I grew up in uh, the Chicagoland area, northwest suburbs, and pretty much since day one, I always had a passion for sports and wanted to correlate that when, you know, realistically, at, at one point, everybody realizes they're not going to be good enough or big enough to play professionally. It didn't mean I stopped playing, but I knew that I still wanted to get involved with sports. So uh, naturally, I wanted to correlate that with sports broadcasting. Now, in terms of the betting angle of it, it wasn't something that right away I was like, oh, you know, I want to talk about sports betting, sports gambling, all this, because you know, I didn't know it as a kid growing up, per se. But I guess my love for the betting side of thing just kind of sprouted ever since I was a kid in the sense that my friends and I were always betting on stuff. We were playing Texas Hold'em since maybe we were in like fifth grade. We'd play one-on-one on the driveway and just bet against each other or like, hey, five bucks, I make this shot, whatever it may be. It kind of just started at an early age, which inevitably, no pun intended, parlayed into me wanting to get into sports betting as well. And then I went to the University of Nebraska to further my career uh, in sports broadcasting and, you know, would be doing play by play for the school sports and um, hosting radio shows, doing kind of like TV news broadcasts, kind of just everything you would expect in a generic uh, broadcast journalism program and what have you. And then I got linked up at the ESPN affiliate radio station out in Lincoln. So there I was kind of doing a couple different things. I was a studio host for the Salt Dogs, which is a baseball team for the American Association. If anyone's familiar with that, good for you. That's quite the shout out. But aside from that, um, was also just a co-host and producer for, you know, the show that was from four to six called Hail Varsity Radio. And it was great. I love the host, Chris Schmidt. I still go on his show all the time, have him on my show from time to time. He's a great friend. And, you know, as fun as that was, it was a great experience because, you know, you get the mix of the behind the scenes and being on air. The thing for me is that, you know, being in Lincoln, you're 90% of the time focusing on Husker sports, which is great. I love it. I get it. But when it comes to July, when it comes to these months that are dry, 
you know, you're talking about the second stringer potentially who's getting his ankle twisted and that's got to be the top story, which can be kind of exhausting from time to time. If you don't necessarily grow up in that environment, it doesn't mean I'm not passionate about the Huskers considering with the school there, but you know, it's not something that I necessarily want to hone in on 24 seven. So I always kind of tried to look at the angle of wanting to gamble with it. And we had a short gambling segment on the show. I started doing blogs on the website with some of my picks for NFL, because as I got into college, I started getting more and more into sports betting, doing more research, just got really passionate with it. And then, you know, kind of just was still doing stuff there. And then again, you know, kind of, trying to cut down with how long the story is. My sister had moved out to Las Vegas. I visited, naturally fell in love. No shocker there. And was very interested in trying to start a career there. So I figured, why not give it a shot? The Golden Knights were there. They just made the Stanley Cups in their first season, Stanley Cup finals in their first season. Uh, The Raiders were coming. Then it just seemed like a town that was expanding very widely in terms of the sports and becoming an actual metropolis aside from the tourist perspective. So I figured if there's a time to get into the sports broadcasting landscape, maybe it's now. So I went out there, I had a couple connections from guys I reached out to who I saw had radio shows. Ken Thompson, who does SportsX Radio out there, was kind enough to let me go on his show a few times. And there I kind of met a connection with someone who worked at Beeson. And he got me in uh, pretty much, had to start from the bottom up doing social media, but to me, it didn't matter because I was going into a place that I wanted to work talking about exactly what I loved, which is sports betting. So I figured, Hey, if I got to start at the bottom, work my way up, that's completely fine. And, you know, I caught a couple breaks, worked my way up to producer. There's some openings filled in from time to time and just, you know, worked my way up. Very fortunate, very blessed to have the Avenue that I did and the opportunities and took advantage of it. And that luckily kind of landed me here. I mean, you know, a lot of things halted when once the pandemic happened, because we had to cut down a lot of our programming. But once we were revamping that back up, we were expanding more so. And since I was doing the show, as you alluded to bet on Chicago at the time, uh, I had branded myself basically as a Chicago guy. So when the idea for the show to start up in Chicago came about and they asked me, I mean, I nearly jumped out of my seat. I was like, absolutely. As much as I love Las Vegas and the experience of living there, you know, my goal is to always come back to Chicago at some point and try to do sports broadcasting. So for the fact that I can do it this early in my career has been absolutely amazing. Well, I can't say much other than the fact that I'm happy it all worked out for you. And it's it's funny just how, you know, I'd say parallel and synonymous, the landscapes of sports and sports media, sports industry, sports betting industry are just kind of mirroring of one another in the fact that you tend to be successful in the type of success you have, you know, based off of your efforts, your passion, and just kind of where you want to take things. And especially with uh, the time and the, you know, just kind of atmosphere we're in as a society with you know post pandemic kind of reconstructing our uh, our rules and our morals as people um we're seeing a lot of industries kind of be tilted on their head spun different ways different people having successes people that think outside the box that have a niche that do stuff like you like you said like you you wanted to be the chicago guy so that kind of just panned out perfectly for you and you know, it sounds like the early stages of your passion are very much so built around, you know, just curiosity, you know, and as you were a college student and a, you know, if, if you will, amateur broadcaster at the time, it just kind of seemed like the, the early stages of your passion were built and geared around the fact that you were just having fun and you were enjoying it. it would you say that that's uh, accurate there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of it's kind of like the corny adage that, you know, you're not going to work a day in your life if you do what you love. But it truly feels that way for me, you know, getting to wake up every morning, look at all these games and not only get to talk about it in general, but to try to find an angle to bet on it. I mean, the fact that as a career, 
on giving people advice in terms of what I think are good bets is great, especially, you know, obviously when you're winning these bets, not only are you contributing to your own bankroll, but to try to make someone else's day better by doing just that is, is, is a great feeling really and giving valuable information because I've been in that chair before too, where it's like, you know what, maybe you don't have enough time to do the research yourself. Maybe you don't know enough, but you want to get involved in X sport and bet this certain bet, but you don't know the right angle. You kind of just need a little bit more push to get you there. That's what I try to provide on a daily basis. And, you know, I want to give these unique angles besides the money line spread and totals that, you know, not everyone has the time to look into. Not everybody knows about because with sports betting being regulated and expanded throughout the country, you're getting all these unique type of bets that, you know, in Vegas per se, you know, it's not a shot at the Las Vegas books, but they're a step behind, frankly, in terms of their apps and, you know, the bets offered. And that's fine. They're old school. It's great. It's vintage. But, you know, with these newer books, you're getting all these kind of just different props where you can take advantage of these sports books to where it's new territory for them too. So sometimes not all of these lines are going to be set appropriately. They're not going to be paid attention to as much and same with just overall sports. So to get to wake up and try to find different spots where we can make a buck or two. I think that's so fun and it just keeps me on my toes every morning and excited to wake up and get to work every single day. You know, I can't second that anymore. You know, uh, I, there's something about whenever I see a full MLB car and I understand you're a hoops guy, most, mostly and primarily Dan, Dan, is it Dan or Danny? I, I don't want to be too casual on the first uh, interaction here. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. I really get called anything. Danny's probably the most common people okay. call me grown up D Burke, Dan, yeah. Danny, but Danny's probably the most common I get called. So it doesn't uh, matter. You know, I've always you know, and it's nothing against the Dans and the Dannys in the world, but whenever I met an older feller and he, he went by Danny, I always felt like we were both kind of time traveling back into like the fourth grade or something. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like a youthful uh, thing. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but uh, no, long story short, I, I know a guy that's pushing 60 and he still goes by Danny. And he's one of the most youthful spirits I've ever met. So I, I just think it's something that's, uh, intercased in in your name dna boss so you'll, you, you get to be useful forever congrats beautiful <laughs> i'll take it um so we we talked about vsin right and we talked um about just the experiences and the passion and the love that you know you have waking up and doing this and i was mentioning that on an MLB card, there's nothing more exciting to me. And it could be daunting to some, but whenever I get to sit down in front of my computer and I say, all right, I am submitting 10 different game write-ups into our premium side, our wager pass. Let's go. Like this, this is fun. Like it's, it's kind of like, you know, the mad typewriter fingers, the guy with the green visor and the, the cigarette and just the, you know, that that's the grinding work that I appreciate in this and that excites me. Um, when you first got into this work and there was, you know, this amount of stuff being put into this career path for you. And when you were figuring everything out, did you ever think, or were you familiar enough with VSIN, you know, to think like, Hey, it would be cool if I worked for this company. And then did you ever have that epiphany after the fact now working for them, like, damn, like, hey, I work for VSIM, like, just kind of like an aha moment. A hundred percent. I mean, when I was still stuck in Lincoln, you know, wanting to go out to Las Vegas, seeing my sister with all her Instagram stories or Snapchat stories of, you know, the mountainous scenery being on the strip with the palm trees and, you know, how booming that city was going. I was like, man, I would love to be out there. And I would love to work for VSIM because I had known a VSIM before I went out there. And, you know, tried to get into the company in the sense that they didn't at the time really have, you know, a cut and clear application, you know, thing to send in to kind of apply for a job. So, you know, I kind of tried to get in any angle you could to where it's like, oh, you know, if you have a complaint or any questions right in here. So I kind of tried to, you know, pitch my resume in that little uh, writing block that they offer on websites sometimes, but never heard back. And, you know, a lot of times you're not going to. So like I said before, 
when I got the guy who worked there to hook me up and kind of got me the end, that was so great. And I was so fortunate to have that opportunity. And you're right. I mean, you know, once I got in there, I was like, all right, you know, first step accomplished. Like I'm here, I got a job with the company that I wanted to break into and it's fantastic. And, you know, I tried to not let my mind be in that settled state though, because to me, I'm always a very competitive person and I want to keep striving to be better and better and try to reach my potential and expand it as much as possible. So when I got on air, I mean, the first time, you know, going back on air since Lincoln, you know, pretty nervous. And, you know, then once I got more opportunities, it was more about trying to improve myself as much as possible and staying focused. And, you know, there are times to where I kind of officially got my own show to where i really take a moment to reflect and be like, wow, like, you know, you made it, you did what you wanted to do, but not made it in the sense that, okay, we're here. I'm comfortable. It is what it is. It's okay. You broke in, you got this spot. Let's take it to way bigger heights and try to keep getting as big as we can. And then of course, you know, quarantine happened and that, you know, I had to, you know, didn't have my show anymore, had to kind of start from the bottom once again. And I, and I was very grateful and fortunate that they kept me around because, you know, a lot of layoffs had to happen with many companies and, you know, VEASAN wasn't any different um, in terms of what we had to do. I mean, we still kept some shows going, but it wasn't as big as it was before. And, you know, realizing where I was and then, you know, kind of getting back down the totem pole, so to say, for someone who wants to be on air. It, it, it wakes you up a little bit. And, you know, knowing that maybe, hey, I'm not going to get this opportunity again, or if I do, I have to make the most of it. When I got that call about coming to Chicago again, that's why I was so ecstatic because I knew this was exactly what I wanted to do. And I wasn't sure if I was going to get this opportunity again. So the fact that I did, you know, even coming out here, it wasn't something that was maybe going to be for sure right away. It was kind of like a test and trial. So the whole time I'm here, all my friends and family are like, oh, are you staying? Are you, you know, you're happy? Are you having such a great time? I was to show all these questions and I'm just trying to play it off really cool. Be like, no, it's good. You know, just like be really calm because no, I didn't want to have that moment yet where I sat back and was like, okay, I made it back here. I reached my goal. And, you know, this is an amazing spot. It's not that I didn't recognize that, but I didn't want to settle and be comfortable. And I'm still that way. But now that, you know, I've officially been here, I've certainly taken some time to sit back, reflect, and just realize how blessed the journey has been for me. And, you know, how great the, this path has been in so many people I've met along the way, so many things I've learned. And so now that, again, that I've been more settled in here, definitely have taken time to reflect and appreciate everything. But again, that's not to say that I'm still not striving to get even bigger and bigger because ultimately I'm just like a competitive person. It doesn't matter for playing checkers or playing one-on-one -on, -one on the hardwood. Like I'm going to try to beat you and be the best in anything I do. And especially with winning sports picks, right? That's, that's where I get my competitive angle as well. So in that sense, I'm never going to be content. I'm always going to strive to get better and better. So there's definitely the moment to have that. But, you know, I try to keep it as minimal as possible. So I keep myself on the grind and keep focused and trying to improve myself in every capacity. I mean, with how ever changing this industry is, that's probably the smartest approach that any one individual could honestly take. You know, and honestly, that's how people should be in real life, not to be life coaching here or, you know, try to act like, uh, you know, I'm qualified because I am no Dr. Phil. But what <laughs> I'm saying is, you know, if people operate under the sense of my best is, you know, never going to be good enough, even though I'm doing my best, there's always going to be more to strive for. Mm -hmm. And I believe that complacency, then there will be defeated. And then to put it into a more psychology, you know, like sports betting scope, you know, the survivalist, you know, just the surviving within this industry is huge with that competitiveness. I believe that flourishes into credibility and from my own naive, humble and near virgin experience within this industry um, and the knowledge and the wisdom that I've gained in the short amount of time, you know, it's, it's a uh, credibility is probably one of the biggest flames to stoke for yourself, uh, as well as your content and the abundance of that. But the credibility, I think, is a huge determining factor on one's successes, trying to make their way in and out or through this market. Um, it's, you know, as you know, Dan, it, it's, it's a high volatile market. It's tons of information. It never goes to sleep and it never stops. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that's like the best and sometimes, you know, the most strenuous part about it, right? Is because if you have a bad day, okay, you move on, you have today or the next day to bounce back. That's what you have to tell yourself if this is something you're doing on a daily basis. You can't sit there and and mope about the bad day you have because it's it's inevitable in sports betting, right? I mean, this is a this is a career in a category to where if you're getting 54%, which is an F in anything else, you're successful. So that's why it's so crazy and so unique. And you have to realize the ebbs and flows of it. Like you mentioned, how volatile it is. You're going to have days where maybe you go 0-3, 0-4, but you can't let that put you down. You have to keep your ear to the grindstone and keep going and keep working because, hey, you go 0-4 one day. Okay, maybe you go 3-1 the next. Maybe you go 3-0 the day after that. It's what are you doing for me now, right? What are you doing for me lately now? What did you do the other day? So that's why it keeps you on the edge of your seat to keep going. And that's the best part about it because you can keep improving and work your way back. Now, simultaneously, like you said, sometimes it can be tough if you think in the sense that, oh, I want to take a day off or you know, I want to go on vacation. I want to just you know let go, be off technology. Well, you're going to miss some things from time to time. Maybe not as much with being a bad bet, but realizing what happened in a certain circumstance. This line went to here. Uh, this player played like this against this team. You know, little things that you can study if you're paying attention very closely. I'm not saying that you have to to be successful, but that sometimes is the tougher part about it. You really got to pay attention to all the news, you know, acquisitions, free agency, roster moves, um, just injuries in general. Not that you can't catch up on that, but it builds up if you really put it away for a little bit. So you always got to be paying attention. And that's why it's such a great thing because you have so many constant opportunities, but at the same time, it can be tough. So you got to really have some fatigue and be ready to be conditioned to do this every single day. And to piggyback a little bit more on that, you know, who's to say and what's to draw the line on what is too much information and what is paralysis by analysis? Um, like you said, keeping up with every transactional, you know, news blurb, what have you throughout these different professional sporting leagues. I mean, if you just take and look at, say, you're an NBA guy and you strictly only focus on the NBA, imagine how much information is flowing throughout the NBA on just a daily basis, let alone the course of a full season. And then throw on to that, say, you're an NBA capper, but yet you're also very passionate about MLB. And then you also love college lacrosse. And then you also love, you know, and it just keeps going and going and going. And it just speaks volumes uh, to those who, uh, you know, have been successful, will be successful, and, you know, are successful. Because there's so much information. So many people want so much And well, there's only so much time in the day, but what I've found personally is I've found myself wanting to stay up till the early cracks of the morning because I'm just locked in looking at numbers. I'm locked in looking at information as it comes. And I noticed that that's when I was really passionate about this and just to circle it all back around, you know, to the question posing to your passion you know, it's I, that's another huge component in to being successful in this and in, in anything in life, I would say, or just life in general is being passionate and grateful for what uh, what you've got in front of you, because it changes every minute, every day, easily. Hoop ballers. Let's talk about your balls. Yep, your balls in the area around them. Let's talk about manscaped.com. Go there and use promo code hoopball20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Use the promo code and go check out all the tools they have of trimming the hedges and taking care of your lawn. Like, well, Lawn Mower 3.0 with a built-in LED light to help you get into those dark thigh crevices on the inner parts. Also, the gooch. It is hard to get to the gooch if you can't see it. So use the LED light with the anti-tugless technology on the razor. Full, long battery life. Then check out the Weed Whacker. Bring that out of the shed. Use it on your shrubs. 
cut down what you need down to bare minimum if you need to. It's got a nice anti-tugless technology just like the Lawnmower 3.0. It's also got a lithium battery. And best news of all, these things are waterproof. So that way you can do it in the shower and take care of business in the cleanest way possible. Hoopball20 is the promo code that's going to get you free shipping as well as 20% off. I recommend using it. I recommend getting the complete care kit with your free shipping and your 20% off. Spend a little extra, get a lot more. There's a good care kit there for us gentlemen. Face scrub, shampoo, ball treatment, and the area that surrounds our balls. I believe there's even a pair of underwear in there for our balls. So yeah, that's going to conclude the talk about our balls. Now let's talk about bets. MyBookie.ag is where all the hoop ballers take care of their winnings and where we place all of our wagers that we post in our article in the wager pass as well as our free plays and our Discord chats. Yes, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Let them know that we sent you. Hell, specifically type in my name. I want them to know. But most importantly, you got to let them know what podcast that is. And it is Today in Sports Betting. You let them know that we sent you. And then we, as a family, get to grow. And then we get to set you up to reap more benefits. And that is what's important to us because we are here to help you win money. And that is why we recommend my bookie. Their slogan is bet, win, get paid. And it's quite simply that easy. Use Bitcoin to get going. It's a high recommendation of VM Center at Vince Miracle, our guy. It's a recommendation of me. It's so easy. Dan Bespris, the podfather, Aaron Bruski, the godfather. They get in there. They get going with Bitcoin. They get their money in and out. And it's easy peasy. Who balls the promo code? Use that. Let them know that we sent you. MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Now, as a podcast, we have your balls and your bets covered. And without further ado... We have today in sports betting. Oh, 100%. And yeah, so that's like where my love stem naturally is just having the passion from loving sports, wanting to do sports broadcasting, being a gambler from an early age and tying that all in together. And that's what you need. You need, you can't, you can't do this casually, right? You can't just pick it up one day and you know say, oh, I'm going to make a bet this day and then take a few days off. Oh, I guess I like this one too. If you really want to take it to the greatest heights that it can be in terms of being an everyday sports better and trying to be successful. So for me, you know, it, it, there's never been that point to where I'm like, man, do I really want to do this? Do I want to get up? Ah, this is annoying, blah, blah, blah. No, it's never been like that for me, fortunately enough. And it's because I truly love all angles that I'm doing with it, broadcasting about sports, betting on sports, watching sports is stressful. And, you know, as depressing in terms of betting, if you get on a bad streak as it can be, there's no better feeling than when you're winning and you're enjoying what you're doing and you're passionate about how you're doing it and getting up in the morning, looking forward to getting, to be able to not only, you know, just look at it and, you know, try to, when you re, you kind of have that epiphany moment sometimes where, I'm looking at a bet and I talked about how I look at unique angles and I realize there's a big discrepancy and I'm like, oh man, this is great. I can't wait to talk about it. Having that feeling and then being able to express it on the show is so fun getting to show it to other people. And even like when I'm around my friends all the time, you know, they'll just be asking all this, this and that. And sometimes I'll jokingly say, ah, you know, I don't want to get into it too much. You know, I'm off work now. This is my off time, but it's impossible for me not to talk about it or butt into conversations. And I'll find myself doing it, even though sometimes I'll be a little bit exhausted and kind of just want to peel off. It's impossible for me to really get deep into a conversation. So even if I want to take a break, I can't because it's pretty much just in my DNA at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can... 100% relate to the butting in and just the getting in there. Uh, You know, recently I I retired from the world of bartending. Um, I was a bartender for a long time, spent some time in some downtown areas and bartended large, large crowds. And there's always chatter. There's always someone talking at a bar, right? You know, and usually it's politics, sports, or women. Well, I, I was occupied and I never really have been a big pol- political person. 
uh, because they confuse me. And so that left, you know, sports. And then with the normalization of sports betting, it got to the point where I was the bartender that, you know, it was just folks would sit down at the bar and be like, yeah, Devin, what do you think of Lafayette this weekend against the Navy, you know, basketball team or what? Yeah, and it's just like those small little niche that, you know, when it comes around to college football season, that's probably where my biggest passion lies. I love looking and scrubbing and doing work on a game pre-flop. And I do these kind of like journal entries or these research, you know, papers, if you will. And then I'm watching the games and I'm sure you've experienced this with your sharp mind and your handicapping skills in a basketball game. Um, but it's like, you see your talking points kind of come to fruition. You're like, wow, I knew mm-hmm. that that linebacker was gonna potentially set up his team with a ginormous play in the first half somehow. And he does it. And, you know, I think that speaks onto the principle of manifestation because when people, you know, when you are very, very motivated, you're, you get what you focus on. Right. And whenever you put a ton of hard work, like you do, Mr. Burke into your craft and you visualize success and you think that you're, or you know that you are going to be successful or that you deeply in your most uh, true core and in your true heart want that success because it's what you're passionate about, then you're going to do the damn work and you're going to find the hard work to do and you're going to make it happen. And then everything else is just going to kind of fall in there for you. And that is why it's important to work so hard in this because you know we we keep talking about or I keep talking about it but it's you know just that passion and figuring out where you want to go and uh how you want to be successful so that you got to have that conviction as a sports better oh 100% i mean you're right. i think the one of the best parts about it pretty much like you said the manifestation of you know, your hard work and analysis coming to fruition is, you know, why you keep doing it, why it keeps getting you up in the morning to wanting to do the same thing the next day, because you're realizing your hard work is paying off. And you're sitting back there and watching it. And you're like, wow, you know, I nailed that. I was right. I was spot on. And you know, that's not going to happen a majority of the time per se. A lot of it's going to be like, yeah, you were there, but not quite there. Right idea, bad beat, or you're just completely off the grid. And look, that's fine. That's, that's inevitable in sports betting. But even seldom as it may come where you're exactly spot on with some analysis and it comes pretty much exactly how you painted a picture in your mind, that feeling is just so great and so hard to top. And it really just proves all the hard work you're putting in is for a valid reason and is going to be the reason why you keep coming back, loving it, and hopefully making a profit for it, not only for yourself, but the other people along the way, which also is a big plus. Because me, again, you know, you see a lot of people out here, the, the touts in the industry, you know, charging for your picks, doing all that, blah, blah, blah. And no, for me, I try to be as transparent as possible. I mean, I'll tweet out our results from our plays and talk about it on the show if I forget to tweet it out and update the records and everything, because look, at the end of the day, we're all human and nobody's going to be perfect. But if you have that transparency and you're able to kind of celebrate with your core group of people who follow you along the way, that's the best part about it. You can't just have, you know, someone who joins in and, you know, because it always happens. Someone's like, oh, what's a play you got? Because they found out you do sports, betting, you give them one and it loses and they get all mad. It's like, well, you got to stick with the journey. It's, it's a pro it's a process. And, you know, as corny as it is, you have to trust the process. You could have losing weeks, you could have losing months, but the goal is not to have losing seasons and losing years for each respective sport. That's been my goal at least. And I think for the most part, honestly, maybe barring uh, the shortened baseball season this past year, I've had a winning season with every sport since I've been, you know, setting my records out at VEASAN. So that's, what's always been my goal. And that's what I've been hoping to continue to, keep improving on it, just getting better and better. And, you know, sometimes it may not happen and there may be terrible seasons, but at the end of the day, if you're showing that you're putting in the hard work, it'll eventually come to fruition for you and it's going to pay off at some point. Pay off it will. And, you know, paying is huge in the line of work that we do. So <laughs> that's, those are always good terms to use. Um, I wanted to fill kind of like this middle part of the show in with 
you know, more general. Ba- I love the just the overall psychology tone that we're taking on to the sports betting world right now. And just uh, the inside scope as far as what it takes to have a successful track of mind. And you primarily are an NBA guy. That's a fair assumption, yes? Uh, yeah, NBA's top naturally because – you know, it's the main sport going on right now. I really tout everything to be. I mean, during football season, I'm all in on NFL, college football, um, college basketball, not as much, but NBA big in MLB big in, and then NHL. We're actually, it's funny because I, you know, haven't bet as much high frequency, but you know, we're on a 15 bet win streak with our NHL picks right now. So it's more of a quality over quantity with hockey as at this point, but again, another sport that I love to tout, but I really just try to go in all of them, but I'm not going to, you know, spread myself thin to where it's like, oh, I feel like I have to bet on something. Like if I'm handicapping it, it's because I'm passionate about it and because I'm looking to pick winners. And the NBA is certainly one of the most high volume ones that I do so with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you find something you're good at and why not? I mean, just stick with it. The familiarity would be there, the comfortability, the confidence. You know, we have a guy, uh, Riley at Riley Sorbo. Uh, We call him Sorbet. Uh, he, uh, you know, he, he is a NBA prop better maestro. Like, I don't think I've uploaded a play of his, uh, in our wager pass or for our free plays that wasn't an NBA prop play, but I mean, he is so good at it. Like it doesn't matter. So, um, what is a huge, uh, not huge, but I mean, what to you is a ginormous surprise from, uh, you know, maybe something that you were expecting to see in the playoffs or not see. What what's something that's really taken you back in this postseason? Miami getting swept or um, anything else sticking out? You know, with Miami, I I guess it's not necessarily surprising, so to speak. It's more so that you know we we were talking about teams that could maybe be the underdog to win a series, and I think a lot of people alluded to Miami being that team, myself included. It's not that I was touting that and saying bet their series price, but if there's a team that could make some noise against the top squad, maybe it could be Miami because of their experiences past season um, in the bubble and just the roster that they had. Now that they're pretty healthy, you know, excluding Victor Oladipo, who really wasn't familiar with the team, anyways. But then they just got shut out and look, that's going to happen. And it's also not that surprising if you kind of just realize how volatile they were during this regular season. So, I mean, that one obviously stands out. I think the Clippers slow start is something that appalled me a little bit, but you also can make the argument that, hey, we've seen this happen before, maybe not to this extent, but I guess I was just surprised that, you know, maybe the Mavericks came out so hot and so strong Um, obviously the Clippers bouncing back as of late, but you know, that they didn't have more of an answer for Luke. And I get it. Luke is one of the best players in the NBA. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him, uh, contain him type of strategy, but why, you know, it's something like that where it's like, okay, why isn't Kawhi Leonard on him 24 seven, your best guy get that. He's going to exalt some energy on that side of the ball, but that's really how you stop this Mavericks team. And now that Luke is a little bit banged up, you're going to see them affected negatively. And inevitably at the same time, you got to imagine then the Clippers are going to win the series, but that's probably something that stood out to me the most is how this Clippers team started out so slow, because in my opinion, I thought they were the team that was going to come out of the West and certainly they still could and still can, you know, they're the deepest team in my mind. And I thought an acquisition of Ray John Rondo was actually a really key piece to add to the team. And the example I always like to bring up is when the bulls had Ray John Rondo and they almost beat the Celtics in that playoff series in like 2015, uh-huh. uh, 2016 with Jimmy Butler and the bulls would have won that series had Rajon Rondo not got injured. I'll die by that. I'll die on that hill. And I think a lot of people agree with that, but he got injured in that series and then the Celtics end up winning it. But, you know, long story of what I'm trying to get to is Rajon Rondo, another piece that adds to that squad, just the experience and just a great role player out there to literally uh, coach Carlisle was saying that he was calling out some of their plays. You know, he used to be a part of the Mavericks back in the day. So it's one of those guys who just brings so much value to a team. And I still think he can, and he will. And I think this Clippers team, you know, albeit having a slow start, will kind of find their footing and start to really realize what potential they have there now that they've played with each other a lot more. So the fact that they got out to a slow start was shocking to me, but I think they're going to be just fine. I agree. And second that in the most massive concurring manner I can, 
the uh, Clippers point, that is. You know, I, I am a Mavericks fan. Grew up uh, watching them in the Donnie Nelson era. And the fact that they came out bolstering and got that 2-0 lead was just completely like, you know, I, I got whiplash a little bit. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, you know, I was expecting them to get swept. You know, I, I saw that that was like a potential of a 4-1 4-2 at the most series result, you know, obviously in favor of the Clippers. I, I do like uh, this Terrence Mann kid. He's been given some really good effort. Playoff Rondo is way more real than playoff P. Yes. Um, definite truth and only facts. Um, playoff Rondo is just I, – I, Rondo in general, I just I – love, I love the guy. I feel like I've been watching him for like 20 years now. I mean, I remember watching the guy in early middle school. Middle school. So, like, I'm <laughs> dating myself, like, either which way, young or old, but uh, young to some, old to others. But, I mean, with that broken jump shot out of Kentucky, he just makes it work in the playoffs somehow. And – uh Got to love those Celtics teams he was on with Eddie House and uh, Powell, you know, uh, and then Mr. Scalabrini. You know, they just had some of the most collective, awesome personalities on that championship team. Absolutely. Yeah, I, and that's why it's so fun, too, just to see these guys in their veteran years because you're like, wow, he's really, you know, done quite the tour throughout the NBA. I mean, you take a look at Chris Paul also. I mean, what he's doing is so fun to watch so and so good. exciting. Yeah, and it's great. And, you know, love or hate the guy, I think at this point it's hard to dislike him, but you're seeing how big of an impact he had taking that team to a top squad in the Western Conference. And he even toward the latter half of the season was like getting discussions in the MVP conversation to where, yes, it's unlikely and very unrealistic that it would have happened, but the fact that his name even got brought up at this point in his career on a new team with a team that has a guy like Devin Booker, who should be the guy in the MVP conversation is just insanity. And, you know, now you're, again, you're seeing this impact with his shoulder and that, you know, if he can't go, then the Suns can't go basically. And Monty Williams allegedly wanted him to sit out the last game. And he's like, nah, screw that. And went out there, had a hell of a game, got the dub. And again, I think that's a team because of what we're seeing with Anthony Davis potentially. And even just in general, the Suns in my mind have the upper hand at this point. And that's, in huge part to Chris Paul. Yeah, such a just composed maestro. Uh, been one of my most favorite point guards to watch. I When him and Steve Nash were in the league together, they were probably a couple of my favorite guards. Um, just very entertaining, kind of ice skate, you know, smooth, glidey play. And overall just veteran uh, savviness in a cerebral way. And they just bring a certain element to basketball that's very, very, very enjoyable. Um, kind of like a calm, cool, collected presence. And uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, how worried are you about Embiid's uh, health? And do you think that his ailment last night was something major? You know, for the sake of obviously Joel Embiid and the Sixers and myself considering about the Sixers to come out of the East, I'm hoping it wasn't. Um, I'm obviously, you know, petrified in the sense that the fact that he's had a somewhat significant injury this season and this isn't anything new in terms of his career, I am, you know, a little bit scared. But the thing that I guess can give you hope if it's an injury that you know, realistically, he's probably going to keep him out for, you know, at least a couple games at the best, maybe. I mean, obviously, I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about in terms of <laughs> speculating with injuries, but, you know, kind of just trying to not get my hopes up. We saw the Sixers team do really well without him during the regular season. It's a completely different beast, completely different animal. I understand that. I get it. But the Sixers should still be able to take control of this series now that they can plan ahead if Embiid is going to be out and look forward to doing that. And then, you know, going into the next round, too, I mean, the Sixers team has a really good path to reaching the conference finals, right? I mean, you know, assuming they get past the Wizards and having to go against the Hawks or the Knicks, maybe Atlanta at this point, they're still going to be able to control the tempo of that game, that series. So I'm not too worried about the Sixers in general. If Embiid has a minor injury now, if it's a major injury, I think this obviously isn't only terrible for this year, but even further down, because if there is a season 
for the Sixers team to come out of the East, I truly believe it is this one because I get everyone wants to bet the Nets. You see all the firepower and star power they have and how they can flip the switch. But let's not forget we saw a similar situation as with the Nets that we did with the Clippers when they had their, you know, big three and just this huge team that, you know, didn't play together during the regular season, made some noise early on in the postseason, but then inevitably faltered. That same thing could happen with Brooklyn. And I think if there's a team that can match up well enough, stop them and being the best defensive team, it's the Sixers, but they have to have Joel Embiid. And for the fact that he didn't win regular season MVP because he got screwed by the injury, if he gets screwed again in the postseason, it would be devastating. But I think the good, like the narrative that's pretty much could be set for him if he's going to be healthy and they get out of the East is NBA Finals MVP, Joel Embiid. You trusted the process. You got injured during the season. You bounce back and you win not only Finals MVP, but you bring the championship to the city of brotherly love. And if he can stay healthy, that's not going to shock me if it happens. He is just such an obscure mismatch uh, with his skill set. And obviously coming from Big 12 country, I watched a ton of him in college. Well, I mean, I say a ton, but what there was of him in college uh, didn't play too, too much. But just an overall freak talent. I like Doc Rivers as a coach, so I'm pulling for him, obviously. He's had some postseason shortcomings throughout his coaching career uh, that we could talk about but also some really great successes. And there's been a couple of playoff series that I was looking forward to probably the most on each side of the uh, playoffs. And to my selfish delight, my gluttonous, you know, intake of basketball and what I prefer, the two series that I was most excited for have probably been the most exciting. And, you know, that was the Hawks and the Knicks was just really looking forward to that 4-5 matchup. I love how chippy it's been. I love how the crowd's been a little hostile. I love how Trey Young's been talking shit to fans. And <laughs> I, I, I just love that Julius Randle's struggling a little bit because he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. Tom Thibodeau, you know, it's just, uh, you know, Nate McMillan, these old school coaches, you know, it's a really cool matchup. I was excited for it. I love what's going on right now. Hopefully the Knicks make it more competitive and pick up a win. I want to see it to go to seven. But then on the West, Portland and Denver, you know, I thought that, you know, and here on the Hootball crew, we did a postseason or, you know, playoffs preview. And then Brewski's got his journal and everything for the postseason. And we were all high on Portland. Now, I mean, the series is tied up now, but they started off pretty good and then put up that dud in, I think, game two. But overall, I think they are matching up really well with Denver, and we're seeing Jamal Murray's absence really start to uh, excavate the productivity of you know what could be done by Denver, especially in a playoff uh, format. Oh, absolutely! And you know this Portland team to me, this again, like you said, those two series certainly stuck out the most, and. I wanted to lean toward Portland. That was the side I I wanted to pick with the series, if anything, but I kind of wanted to see how the first couple games played out. And to me, this is a a series that is probably going to go, you know, at least, you know, six games, obviously, but then, you know, probably in my mind, I think it's actually going to go all the way to seven. And, you know, this Portland team, I think has a potential to make a deeper run just based on what they've done in the past and trusting their backcourt. But You know, it's not going to surprise me if the Nuggets take a hold because of Jokic and what he can present and take advantage of this lackluster defense at the rim that Portland presents. I mean, Nurkic really isn't getting the job done. You know, the guy who's a little bit overhyped, which is disappointing because I was a Nurkic fan when, you know, he had his highlights, but injuries have hindered his career a slight bit. And Cantor's just not going to get it done. You know, he's going to do all he can, but Jokic is going to be his daddy and take advantage of him every single night. That's inevitable. But again, like you said, Murray being out is a huge loss for this Nuggets team that is going to see it the deeper and deeper they get, not only in this series, but if they were to advance in the next series. And you need a guy like Aaron Gordon to step up, and he's just hasn't been the score you probably assumed he was going to be, even though that wasn't an issue during the regular season because they still found a way to win. But, you know, you would probably hope to see more out of him and some of the other role players. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. has been outstanding, you know, filling in and taking over offensively. But again, I just think at the end of the day, still, if I had to trust one team, I do think it would be Portland because, you know, if Jokic has one bad night, gets limited, 
you're kind of screwed if you're the Nuggets. If you're Portland and Dame has an off night, okay, well, let's feed the ball to CJ McCollum. Let's maybe give it to Norman Powell, who also a guy that you know hasn't scored as much because it's kind of harder for him to fit in there with the other guards. You got Carmelo, another shooter. And, you know, you just have so many different avenues with Portland and a little bit more experience that I do think they're going to come out on top. I, but again, I think it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. So maybe you just take it more on a game-to-game basis uh, rather than the series price at this point if you want to go with Portland. But I do think they are the better team overall in this series. I'd be interested in taking a bet on Damian Lillard scoring at least 50 points in one game. Uh, in the remainder of this series and I would even wager that he scores 40 or more points in the rest of the series I think. I, that wouldn't shock me at all I mean for, <laughs> especially the later we get on you know the more you're gonna have to need and see from Damian Lillard so that would not shock me by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> he, he's such an electric player to watch in every game but especially in the postseason yeah and we've seen these great matchups and games produced <clears throat> excuse me Frog jumped out of nowhere there. Uh, and pro- games produced by these two teams uh, in the postseason recently, um, supplying us with that four overtime game. Uh, I think it was 2019. And then, you know, just all sorts of great regular season matchups being divisional opponents. So great familiarity. Again, really good coaching. Uh, I'm pulling for Terry Stotts, you know, just really liked the guy for quite some time now hoping he could get some postseason success. But um, the West is wild, that's for sure. And getting to the championship, uh, the finals, is going to be a tough task nonetheless. Um, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, yeah, so good. yeah, no, I mean, besides that too, I mean, just looking at the West in general too, like this conference is – virtually so wide open as of now because of the struggles with the Clippers and then Anthony Davis potentially with his injury and the uncertainties with the jazz and how far the Suns can go. Uh, the West is going to be so fun because the East is, you know, is pretty top heavy with the three squads, but the West is just going to be an absolute circus. And that's where you can take advantage of some of these series price opportunities. Yeah. I love the series prices. And then last year I had some really good success in the postseason on some series, you know, exact finishes, uh, series results. Uh, I think I placed, I, I don't have my sheet in front of me, but I did five different exact series results. I hit on three of them. Um, and so once I think we get out of this first round, I'm going to start looking at some of those exact results uh, again. Uh, so we'll have obviously more updated, concise matchups, health issues will be uh, clarified, good or bad. And we'll start to be able to see some sort of shape being uh, formed out of the gelatinous opening rounds of the uh, NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. So definitely very excited to see where this postseason takes us. And then we got all the college baseball that one could talk about the, with the regionals and super regionals coming up. I am stoked about so much. And then Stan, the Stanley's cup, someone's got to come take Stanley's cup. So <laughs> women's college world series right here in Oklahoma city. We got some wonderful postseason activities going on right now in the sports world, folks. We do. We do. Um, Dan, I think I hate to do it, but we're running on almost an hour on this show. So you're a busy guy. We probably got to wrap this here pretty soon. Again, I, w- I was having Danny Burke from V live, uh, host of rush hour Monday through Friday, six, 7 PM central standard. Uh, is where you'll be able to find him uh, at Danny Burke five on Twitter. And just again, a huge, huge uh, honor for me for today in sports betting. I, I, I know the listeners enjoyed it. Um, I did, but it, again, just nuts uh, to think that, you know, a couple of years ago I had no podcast and now I'm getting to talk with some of the people that I look up to in the industry uh, on my show and uh, just, kind of baffling to me so thank you again Danny I, I I can't thank you enough so it was a wonderful time yeah my pleasure I appreciate you having me on and anytime I'd be loving to come back on the podcast love talking all different kinds of sports and like you said you, you're a big college football guy yourself so we have that to look forward to as well so uh, plenty more to come and thanks again for having me on absolutely man well hey I'll tell you what 
I, I let you plug on the show and I'm, I'm going to plug a little for myself. If you guys over at Visa and ever need someone to talk about the coastal Carolina Chanticleers, I got you <laughs> boss. I got Absolutely. You. I'll be looking forward to that. No doubt about it. There is an affiliate of ours called tally site and it's just a platform for all sorts of analysts and professional uh, pickers to come and make picks and, well, I'll just toot my own horn here. And out of almost 200 folks, I finished number one in all of Coastal Carolina football games for last season. I uh, hit on about 60% of uh, their games, uh, spreads and totals. So I love my Chanticleers, man. They're fun to watch. Beautiful, beautiful. That's right. You, you, got, uh, you got the insight with them. So yeah, absolutely. Every Saturday, I'll be looking forward to your picks on their games. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, keep an eye out for the Shannon Clears. Keep an eye out for us. Keep an eye out for Danny, or both eyes, I should say. Uh, he's got a lot of content, and he does a lot. So, again, Danny, I told you I was going to be annoying with the thanks, so here's another. And thank you to all the listeners, uh, the growth, the positivity, the you know feedback, everything is just wonderful. Hopefully, we can uh, continue this growth to give and give and give more because that's what it's about. So once again, I am at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter, Devin Ellington in real life. I was and am your host for the foreseeable future. And this is Today in Sports Betting. One more time, Danny Burt. Thanks again, man. You bet. Anytime you know that, appreciate you having me on for a little bit to talk about our favorite thing in sports betting. And uh, hopefully we get you guys some winners in the near future. Absolutely. I'm going to tune in tonight and uh, watch you on the rush hour, uh, listen to you. Uh, I'll have it at the ready. So uh, take care, boss. Good health. Good luck. As always, I am sending you all my good vibes, all of my good energies. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Let's get through the week. Let's have some profit, and let's be safe. Hold a door for someone or something. Be nice, be kind, and take care. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.